At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook at the Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5. You can follow VEASAN on the tweets at VEASAN Live tonight. We're talking hockey, we're talking playoff basketball, and some baseball. Dom Luschishan of The Athletic covers the NHL. He'll be joining us in 10 minutes. We'll talk tonight's action along with the early look ahead tomorrow. Maybe some betting tips, trends, analytics, and much more on the ice. Plus, we got Steve Cerruti of the Ringer hopping on toward the end of the program. We'll be talking hoops with him. And in between, speaking of hoops, I got to play for the matchup tonight with the play-in game for the Grizzlies and the Warriors. This line jumping up to five in favor of Golden State. But I'm looking a little bit deeper in terms of a player prop, so we'll be sure to hit that. And we got some baseball action in between as well. Take a look at what the Cubbies are going to be doing tonight. And really just uh, some of the other notable games in baseball furthermore today. But let's get you started with some action in the National Football League. Julio Jones making headways throughout this Friday. And his odds for which team he's going to play for this upcoming season have been posted at Bet Rivers. Now you know that the Falcons reportedly are willing to make a deal and trade Julio Jones. Where is he going to end up? That is the big question, so let's take a look at some of these odds and where Julio may be taking his first snap for the upcoming NFL season. The Falcons, his current team, they are the prohibitive favorite, minus 150. Then come the Colts. Can Carson Wentz and Julio Jones match up together? Well, they're 5-1, to one, along with the Chargers at 5-1. to one. Then the Ravens and Patriots both come in at 7-1. to one. The 49ers and Titans at 8-1, to one. and the Green Bay Packers are at 10-1. to one. 
Now, it's over $15 million guaranteed salary that the Falcons will have to pay to facilitate a trade with Julio Jones. So is someone willing to take on that big of a contract? Well, with a superstar like Julio Jones, albeit he is up there in age and maybe dwindling down past his prime, maybe not. Nevertheless, Julio is still a huge asset that could be such a great addition to any of these teams. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I have a strong feeling on which team he would go to. I mean, there's what Julio wants to do and what I think he should do, but... If I had to go in any direction, I think there's two teams I guess I would circle out. Maybe a few, actually. But we'll start with uh, one of the shorter shots here, being the 49ers. If I'm Julio, you know, you're up here in age at this point. Yes, you're still going to be wanting to get a good chunk of money, and you'll get that. But look, you're going to want to go to a team that can compete for a Super Bowl this season. Now, the 49ers, in my mind, are a team that is ready to win one now. However... Do you trust either Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance enough to either A, be your quarterback, or B, lead you to that Super Bowl? We've seen Jimmy G do it before. They couldn't make it come to fruition. But nevertheless, if they could stay healthy, which they didn't this past season, there's still a team that can make the long run there. And, you know, you get to live in California. Not great with the money-wise, but uh, still, the 49ers could be a great option with Kyle Shanahan as your coach. Further down for something that maybe I will dabble with for a bet, what about the Packers at 10-1? to 1? Now, if there's any kind of incentive that the Packers need to keep Aaron Rodgers happy and in Green Bay, get him another offensive weapon and one at that that is just a very solid and future Hall of Famer offensive weapon in Julio Jones. Now, you'd have to restructure Devontae Adams' contract more than likely, but look, if there's something that's going to get him to stay, Julio Jones could certainly be that piece. And for the fact that you're getting a little bit better value with the Packers at 10-1, might not be too shabby of a bet. So take a look at Green Bay potentially. And one that we don't have on there, but could still be a fun long shot option at 25 to 1. Take a look at the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I see this, I say this mostly because DeAndre Hopkins tweeted about someone coming up to him at the gym and saying, Would you restructure your contact to get Julio Jones? And, you know, we put a gift there that was implying, Yes, of course, I would absolutely do that. And look, you got a young, fun team in Arizona. You get to live in Arizona, and you don't have to be the number one guy with Arizona, right? I mean, that's going to be DeAndre Hopkins with all the pressure put on him. You get paired with a veteran and A.J. Green as well. Then you put Julio there. Offense would be looking lethal uh, if Kyler Murray can get the ball out consistently enough and be accurate. But look, I, again, it, it's nothing that I have a lot of conviction over that I'm telling you to go bet. But just for fun, the teams I would be looking at, I guess, would be the Packers 10-1. to and then the Cardinals 25 to 1, because why not? I'm not saying, again, that I'm going to bet it or even throw lunch money on it, but it's still an interesting market to watch unfold. And with these markets, with these players, they're also tricky, and especially with Julio Jones and the receivers, a lot different than a quarterback market. But we just wanted to throw those out there and give you another betting interest. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers, right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. And tonight, we're going to be talking hockey in about five uh, five minutes with Dom Luschishin. There's great work over at The Athletic covering the puck. So uh, we'll get his thoughts on tonight's games and tomorrow's. Steve Cerruti of The Ringer will be joining us to talk some NBA action. We'll hit baseball in between and a best bet that I do have for tonight's playing game between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. And speaking of best bets, in case you missed the show yesterday or just didn't see it, because this one hasn't gone off yet, it starts tomorrow. I kind of wanted to rehash the angle I was looking at in that series between the Celtics and the Nets. Now, basically what it was coming down to is you can bet the exact series price, meaning how the outcome of the series is going to be. For example, if you think the Nets are going to win in five or sweep, 
We get plus 175 if they win in five, and a sweep is plus 250. However, and we went into, you know, all the logistics of it yesterday, so, you know, I'll, I'll spare that again. But look, under five and a half and minus 167 for total amount of games played is the route that I would take instead because you're getting the same payout if the series ends in five, if you're going to play, because the thought process is you could either play at plus 175 and plus 250, or you could do the under five and a half games at minus 167. The only way you're making more money is if the Nets do end up sweeping at plus 250. Otherwise, if they ended in five, you're making the same amount if you're implying that it's to win 100 with the under five and a half at minus 165. But if for some reason it were to go to six games, seven games, and you lose, you would be losing more naturally betting the two plus money prices. So long story short, if you're betting to win 100, which in this example, let's say we are, under five and a half games played at minus 167 is the better route to go. And that's the one I played. Look, the Nets beat the Celtics in every single regular season game, and we know how really dreadful the Celtics have been. And that may be an exaggeration, dreadful, but, you know, they haven't been the Celtics that we've been accustomed to seeing in the past couple of seasons. And they're missing Jalen Brown, as we know. Their front court is nothing great whatsoever. I think the Celtics, or excuse me, I, th I think the Nets really take a hold of this series, and I'm not going to be shocked if they sweep them. But just for a little bit more security, if it goes to five games, I still think the Nets get the job done in five or less. So I played Celtics, Nets, total games played in the series, under five and a half, did lay the minus 167, but I think that's a pretty solid bet looking into this matchup with the Nets and the Celtics. Because look, you know, you're not going to lay, what, upwards of $7 to betting the Nets to win the series outright? Because look, realistically, yes, that's what's going to happen, but you don't want to lay that much. So I'm doing the route instead of under five and a half games played at about minus 167 for the series between the Nets and the Celtics. You know, kind of just looking a little bit shorter uh, tonight. Let's just get you updated really quickly with this playing game line with the Warriors and the Grizzlies. The Warriors have been getting all the money, folks. The market keeps moving in their direction. Three and a half is where they open. Now they're up to five. The total at 224, that's dipped down to 221 and a half. So if you want to get in on it, that's where the lines are at right now at Bet Rivers, but just wanted to throw those out there. Of course, we'll preview that game furthermore throughout the show in terms of the playing game in the NBA. But let's go ahead and talk some puck. We got the Stanley Cup playoffs underway. Very exciting time here, especially in the sports book, the city of Chicago. Big hockey fans here, and we're big hockey fans on the show. So let's go ahead and bring in Dom Luschishin to talk a little bit more of puck. There's great work covering the NHL over at The Athletic. Dom, thanks for taking some time tonight, my man. Uh, overall, how has this postseason really been, what has it showed you, I guess, as of this point? I mean, have there have been things that have shocked you? Has everything kind of played in order? What's been your biggest takeaway thus far? I think the biggest takeaway is that everything has happened pretty much as expected, except for Canada. I think in every other series, the favorite is up either 2 nothing or 2-1, and it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then Canada, you had Winnipeg upsetting... Edmonton in game one, and the same thing happening last night with uh, Montreal and Toronto. Yeah, and speaking of the Montreal-Toronto series, I mean, we know the injury that Toronto endured. How big of a factor do you think that's going to be, not only for this series, but if they were to advance, just kind of the rest of the playoffs potentially? It is massive, especially because of the uncertainty of concussions and not knowing exactly when Tavares can be back if they make it past the Canadians. Uh, I updated my probabilities yesterday, and the combined factor of losing to Veras and losing to Montreal in Game 1 dropped 
the least cup odds by almost in half. They were the second favorites uh, by my model around like 16, 17%. Now they're uh, under nine just from those two losses. And the thing with Tavares is he is a major part of the least second line and he is about worth 3% per game in terms of win probability. So it makes the series a bit tighter and a bit scarier from a Toronto perspective. Wow. Okay. So yeah, big shift when you're missing Tavares and rightfully so. And we'll get to the games tonight, but while we're on the topic of the Maple Leafs and Canadians squaring up tomorrow, uh, this line, despite that, looks to be moving in favor of Toronto from 165 up to 175 now at Bet Rivers. The Canadians catching plus 145. Total we're seeing at about five and a half. Do you think that this could be one of those situations where, and it happens in sports a lot, you know, you're missing a key piece and everybody looks to fade him, yet somehow that team still finds a way to win? Could this be one of those situations potentially? It's it's really tough because I think a lot of people still see Toronto as a good team and don't expect them to lose both games at home. And I think even without Tavares, they should still be heavily favored. As much as he's a big loss, 3% still probably means that Leafs have a chance north of 60% because since they were around minus 200 last game, that probably puts them around 64-ish without Tavares. And I'm not sure the exact... Uh, translation to American odds from that, but it feels like the minus 170 range is probably, minus 175 range is probably right for where they should be tomorrow. Okay, Dom, well, let's go ahead and be a little bit more short-sighted with the action tonight. You mentioned the Oilers and the Jets. Puck drop at 8 p.m. Central time, and Edmonton opened up at about minus 162, up to minus 177 now. The Jets plus 150 on the buyback. This total we're seeing at five and a half. Pretty much a pick them each way. Looks like it's going to be Hellebuck and Smith once again. And you're right. I mean, in this first game, look, it's not necessarily surprising that the Jets won, but in the fashion they did kind of was appalling to me. Do you think this is a bounce back spot for Edmonton? It, it does seem that way, and it's sort of harder to cap uh, playoff games from that perspective because when a team is down one nothing, they'll be a bit hungrier to tie the series, they'll be a bit more motivated, and the Oilers were the favorites, so I think the line sort of expects that as well. I, I do think there's value on the Jets, just based on the talent level. I think it's a very steep price for them. The two teams are a lot closer than the season series made them appear, but it is a, a tough spot for them already being up one nothing. and the first game, their win largely was on the play of Hellebuck, and they're going to need him to steal another game to win it, probably. All right, well, then let's go ahead and take a look at the other matchup this evening, the Colorado Avalanche, a big favorite once again, but they're on the road, so it's a little bit less. They're minus 230 is what they're laying. If you want to go with the puck and a half with Colorado, a little bit of value, plus 108. St. Louis, plus 195 on the money line. Again, the total we're seeing five and a half, slightly shaded to the over. Any hope or life for St. Louis in their first home game of this series? There, there's always hope, but, I mean, we saw those first two games. The first one wasn't even close, and the second one, even when it seemed close, because Colorado sort of went on their heels in the second half of the game, it still wasn't by the end of it because they're just so much more overwhelmingly better than St. Louis. That's just a difficult matchup for the Blues to win. I don't know if you saw their defense, but with Justin Falk out and Vince Dunn likely out as well, it a very, very sketchy lineup that I think Colorado can take advantage of. My line is 
around minus 235 Colorado, so not a huge edge and probably not one I would bet normally, but just the way the series has played out so far, I might consider it just with how much better Colorado looks. Yeah, it's really just such a favorable matchup for Colorado, especially because of those injuries. So, unfortunately for the Blues, not the best draw, and it could be getting even tougher tonight. Again, your number set pretty much the same as we're seeing the Avalanche are minus 230, so you're right there in that neck of the woods. Let's go ahead and take a look at Saturday once again, though, Dom. Let's start at 11.30 a.m. Central time puck drop. The Panthers and the Lightning. Florida finally got the win last night. And they're going to be in this spot catching plus 123. Tampa Bay's about minus 143. Higher total at six. Tampa Bay to me was a team that was probably my second best that I wanted to bet long term to repeat as champions. I know how hard that is, but this team really is stacked. It's just they kind of hit a lull toward the second half of the season. Got off to a relatively solid start against the Panthers. We know how it went last night. How do you think this matchup ends up? It's been, it's tough to say because Earlier, before this uh, series started, a lot of people noticed that Florida sort of played better during the season series and were the better team during the regular season, but the whole Nikita Kucherov factor, the better health, made it seem like that wouldn't matter. And then in this playoff series, Florida has carried the run of play for every game, and they came back stunningly last game that it's, it's difficult to say. I personally have an edge on Tampa Bay with Bobrovsky starting, but I don't know how confident I feel with the way the Panthers played yesterday and the extra gear they found with their season on the line. Yeah, so look, this series is, is going to be a hectic one, regardless of who comes out on top. I think it's going to be played close all throughout. And it's one of those where maybe it's a little bit tougher to lay that much with Tampa Bay because of that exactly. I do think the Lightning get the job done overall in the series, but on a game-to-game -game basis for me, it's been a little bit sketchier. So uh, maybe looking to take advantage of better prices with the Lightning and the Panthers. And, and look, down this next series, you know, I've said it every time we've talked to someone about hockey, but I just have no read whatsoever when it comes to the East because, look, you get the Islanders and the Penguins here. This one's a pick of minus 108. This total at five and a half. Do you have any trust a lot more on one team than the other for not only this game maybe but the series? No. Um, there was a bit <laughs> edge on Pittsburgh last game just because of the uncertainty around of getting Malkin. And then when he suited up, uh, there was some value on the Penguins as an underdog. But I think the play in this series so far has been playing the over just because of how high-paced it's been and how poor both goalies have been. Yeah, and five and a half is where we're seeing it. So the over a little bit of plus money, plus 117, might not be a bad look at all. The under is the favorite. And instead of a lane of minus 137, over may be your best shot. But again, Pittsburgh leads it 2-1. to one. Pick a minus 108 each way. Very tough series to read. And then we already talked about Maple Leafs and Canadians. So let's go ahead and then take a gander at the Wild and Golden Knights. A lot of the market loved Minnesota last night. VGK storms back from a 2-0 deficit. They get the job done. So in this fourth game... They're laying minus 120, it appears. Minnesota plus 103. This total at 5.5, slightly shaded to the under. So, again, you're seeing a little bit of movement early on going toward the Golden Knights. Do you think that, I mean, that game three was so important for Minnesota. Does it seem like the momentum has completely swung in favor of VGK? It really did feel that way from watching the game. I was one of the people on Minnesota, and... See them take an early 2 nothing lead was exciting, and to see them blow it was 
not fun at all. Um, it seemed like in the second period, Vegas finally figured Minnesota out. It's been an entire narrative this season that Minnesota was the one team Vegas just couldn't solve. And the second period was a complete role reversal. They dominated from start to finish, and they completely erased the lead. But at the same time, I'm not sure how much momentum carries over from game to game. And as much as it seemed Vegas dominated on the shot clock, a lot of that was because Minnesota just could not hit the net. And if you look at expected goals, it was a lot closer than the actual shot clock dictated. And I think if Minnesota's at plus money tomorrow and Max Pacioretty's out, there's value on them. But that player news looms large because Max Pacioretty is a big shift for Vegas. Yeah, and Pacioretty's been, you know, looming whether he's going to come back or not. And that's going to be so important, especially if they move on and assuming the Avalanche move on. What do you kind of make of that head-to-head -head matchup? I mean, to win the division, the Avalanche, you're laying about minus 143, and you're getting over, I think, about plus 160 for VGK to win the division. Uh, do you take the value there with VGK, or do you think Colorado's maybe just that much better? I, I do think Colorado is that much better. Uh, I think there's value on the Avs, even though Vegas is a good team. Colorado's just a bit deeper they outplayed Vegas through the season series. They were stronger down the stretch, and their star players are overwhelmingly better than Vegas is that. I don't think it's as close as some people seem to think it is. And then once again, really quick before we let you go, speaking of just long-term futures, any team that you would maybe seek out willing to put a bet on as of this point? I mean, I know Carolina is a popular one. Is that someone who crosses your mind? To be completely honest, usually I look for those value plays, but this year I think the value was on Colorado. I just don't think people truly respect how much better they are than every other team. In terms of expected goals, I think they were uh, around 51% this year, and the highest over the last 14 years before that was like 58%. So it's just a massive bump in how much they control play versus other teams, and it's going to be tough for any team to control the puck against them. That is for sure, and plus 275 is a short shot to win the Stanley Cup, so maybe get it while you still can with the Colorado Avalanche. Dom, we appreciate you uh, taking some time tonight, my man. Enjoy those games. We'll look forward to talking some puck again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. You betcha. Dom Luschishin does great work over at The Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Dom Luschishin. Love talking hockey with anyone, especially Dom. I love factoring in the percentage he has. It adjusts with the series, and especially when you're missing a player, in the spot like we were just talking about with the Maple Leafs and Canadians. So very interesting angle looking at it when it comes to the puck. But next segment, let's switch it up, go to the hardwood, talk some NBA props for the Grizzlies and the Warriors tonight. I got a couple different ones that we typically don't in, uh, don't get into. So a head-to-head -head matchup with a couple guys and the points, rebounds, assists prop. So we'll get into those. Plus, we got some baseball and more basketball still to come. Stick around. Rush Hour right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. Plus, to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Get a hold of the daily hometown discount. Check it out, BetRivers.com. Back at it here on Rush Hour, all on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We got some PGA action going on right now. Early baseball, hockey, and basketball to look forward to. And speaking of which, with some hoops, we got yet another playing game. It is the final one. It's been fun. Well, for a couple of the games, I guess. The other ones were blowouts. But we celebrated our Pacers to miss the playoffs at plus 260, so we were happy with that. Let's see if we can get another winner tonight between the Warriors and the Grizzlies like we alluded to. Golden State's been getting the steam in the market. Three and a half at the open, now up to five. They're minus 210 on the money line. Memphis plus 175 on the buyback. Total dipped from 224 or so now to 221 and a half. Now, the Warriors have a pretty solid team defensively that I don't think it's talked about enough. And when they've played before, it's been, you know, somewhat lower scoring affairs. Not that I'm going to dabble anything with the total. Typically, I've avoided that this whole season, but just kind of interesting to note. So aside from the spread total and money line, let's kind of look at some props that could be a better angle for the matchup this evening. And I'm looking at a head-to-head matchup with John Morant and Andrew Wiggins to score most points between the two guys, minus 113 each way at Bet Rivers. And let's get into it by starting with John Morant. Overall this season, he's averaging 19 points per game. 
Now, against Golden State, he's played them three times this season. He scored 16, 14, and 14, respectively. Now, when you look at Morant with his shot selections, 43% of his shots come at the rim, 36% come from mid-range. He's making 61% at the rim and 39% from mid-range. Now, the Warriors limit opponents to shooting just 62.4% at the rim, which is 7th best in the NBA, and 41% from all mid-range, which is 11th best in the NBA. So you factor that in that the Warriors are limiting the, the shot opportunities there and really just not letting them make that many overall as well. John Morant could have a tough night, as we've seen three times before when it's been up against the Warriors. And only one time has Steph been involved in the game against John Morant. Also, John Morant doesn't need to be the number one guy, right? I mean, now that this team is healthy, you have other scoring options like Dylan Brooks, like Valanchunas. I mean, Jaron Jackson's not going to be your top guy, but still you have many more options, Kyle Anderson even. So John Morant isn't, and really doesn't have to be the number one dude. You look at Andrew Wiggins, now here's a guy, he's averaging just under 19 points per game this season. He has matched up very well against the Grizzlies in three spots. Most recently, May 16th, the last game of the season, he dropped 21 points. And then you look further down, March 20th, dropped 20. March 19th in the first matchup against Memphis, dropped 40. Now, the difference with John Morant and Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins has to be the number two scorer. It goes Steph Curry, then Andrew Wiggins. There's really no one else who steps up to the plate more often than Andrew Wiggins. So if Steph is being locked down defensively, which seldom happens, or just needs someone else to step up, it has to be Wiggins. Now you look at Andrew Wiggins and his shot selections, 37% uh, come from mid-range, and he's making 43% of them. That's important because Memphis allows opponents to shoot 30.5% of their shots from mid-range, which is less than its bottom tier in the league, 18th in the league. And they're allowing opponents to make 43% from mid-range, which is 23rd. That's the weakest part of Memphis's defense. That's where Andrew Wiggins can thrive. He's played better against Memphis than John Moran has against the Warriors. You've seen the market move in favor of Wiggins in some spots as well. So I played Andrew Wiggins to score more points than John Moran at minus 113. That's what I think and hoping is going to happen between those two guys this evening. Now, really quick, we'll spend not that much time on this, but one that could also be interesting and you maybe not thought to bet on, Kevon Looney, how about his points, rebounds, and assists tonight? 15 and a half is where it's listed for the big man, minus 113 each way. Now, he's not averaging that much, four points per game, over five rebounds and just two assists. However, he's gone over 15 and a half the last five out of six games, plus in two matchups versus Memphis, May 16th, last game of the regular season, dropped six points, 11 rebounds, and three assists, so we got over 15.5 with 20. And then March 19th, 11 points, four rebounds, and three assists, got 18. Hey, maybe Kevon Looney can do it once again, 15.5 for points, rebounds, and assists. He over. Could be a decent option, but again, the play that we're rolling with officially, Andrew Wiggins, minus 113 to score more points than John Morant. All right, we're going to take a pause from the NBA. Steve Cerruti still to join us to talk more hoops at the end of the show. In between and coming up next, let's talk about the baseball slate next right here on Russia. This Sunday, Beeson brings you the English Premier League BetCast for the match between Chelsea and Leicester at 11 a.m. Eastern. Presented by BetRiver Sportsbook, Beeson EPL BetCast is the best way to keep up 
with the soccer betting action live during those matches. So go ahead, join Nigel Seeley and Harry Samiu as they talk betting during the biggest match of the weekend. And if you're new to in-play soccer betting, don't worry, because we'll show you the ropes and the smart plays of the day. So head on out, eason.com slash EPL, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern, Sunday morning. Once again, ESIN slash EPL. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and the show is Rush Hour. We're live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fives, where you can catch me on Twitter at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Steve Cerruti of the Ringer still to come to talk some hoops, tonight's playing game, series prices, and much more. But let's focus in on baseball briefly with some of the top matchups in the latter half of the slate this evening. And let's go out to one of the best rivalries in the big leagues, being the Cardinals and the Cubs in St. Louis. Carlos Martinez taking the bump for the cards, and he's got them catching plus 102 as the home dog. Kyle Hendricks, who, as we know, has really struggled this season, has the Cubs laying minus 117 as the road favorite. Total is bumped from eight at the opener, now at eight and a half, slightly shaded to the over at Bet Rivers. In terms of the opener, though, with the uh, money line, the Cubs minus 107 up to minus 117. St. Louis went from minus 103 down to plus 102, so the Cubs getting a little bit of love. They did just win three out of four against the Nationals. Cardinals did just win back-to-back -back versus the Pirates. But look, it's tough to trust Carlos Martinez. He's got a 5.27 XFIP. However, he's got a decent whip of 1.16. And then you look at Kyle Hendricks, also another guy who's tough to trust. His ERA is 5.27. However, his XFIP a lot lower, 4.06, but a very high and dangerous and ugly whip of 1.55. Personally, I don't trust either of these guys, so that's why, despite the market going toward the Cubs, I wouldn't touch it. Uh, Cubs versus righties, 13th best OPS. Same with cards. They're pretty solid against righties, right in the middle of the pack at 15th, so nothing that sways me one way or the other. Bullpen ERAs are relatively the same. The only angle I would maybe look at, if you could still find it in some spots, you could get the Cubs team total over four at about minus 125. The Cubs bats have been hot as of late, or hotter at least. And again, Carlos Martinez I don't trust. I have more faith in Hendricks able to pull together a solid start rather than Martinez. So that's really the only angle I would go. And again, the total's gone from eight to eight and a half. Would only look over here. But again, don't trust these pitchers. So overall, staying away in the first game of this series between the Cubs and the Cardinals. Let's look at another matchup, though. 8.38 p.m. Central Time first pitch. You got the Angels throwing out Jose Quintana. And if you've been betting against Quintana, you have been making some money, my friend. Uh, Oakland, minus 104 on the other side, throwing out James Caprilian. You know, excuse me if I mispronounce that name, but he's only pitched five innings, had his first career start against the Red Sox on May 12th, got the dub uh, in that short span, and now he's got a 1.40 whip, 4.97 XFIP, but again, hard to take into account when you've only pitched five innings. However, you look at Jose Quintana, the guy who's got more under his belt, and we know that he has been abysmal. 0-3, uh, 8.53 ERA. However, the XFIP, shows that it's really a 3.45, but he's got a whip of 1.97. Yikes, for Quintana, the southpaw has not been good whatsoever. Oakland against lefties this season, not too shabby. 750 OPS, which puts them ninth best in the big leagues. But look, the Angels, we know Mike Trout is absent. They've been struggling the last 15 days, just a 695 OPS against righties. And here's the thing, though. The A's, you know, they got a bullpen ERA of 4.07, so not ideal. But then you look at the Angels, who have a 4.90 bullpen ERA. And this is important to note because this could be a bullpen-type game. 
these pitchers could get out early, and you have to trust the pens. And the A's have a little bit better bullpen, not by much, but the Angels are just that bad. So we do see the Angels minus 113 on the money line, A's minus 104, and the Angels open as a dog, actually, plus 112. So a lot of the action actually trusting Quintana and the Angels here. In terms of the total, it's stood pat at 9, shaded to the over a little bit, minus 113. It's, it's tough here, again, because I like to bet on guys that you have a more familiar face, especially even if they have not that many innings pitched. And, you know, with Caprillian, it's really tough here. In his rookie debut, had a good campaign against the Red Sox. Angels are so tough to trust at the same time. So this one I'm probably sticking away from would maybe look over, if anything, with that total at nine, maybe a first five over. But again, this one just has stay away written all over it. A lot of untrustworthy parts all throughout. All right, finally, let's take a look out on the West Coast. Still, we got the Giants, the Red Hot Giants, going up against another Red Hot team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Currently, we see the Dodgers laying minus 129 as the road favorite. The Giants catching plus 110 at home. Total, I saw at 6.5 at one point. I mean, that's actually where it opened, and it was there throughout most of the day, it seemed. Uh, now it's up to 7, shaded to the under, minus 115 at Bet Rivers. The over is minus 104. Now, the Dodgers opened up at about minus 148, so they've dipped down to minus 129. The Dodgers just swept the D-backs in four games. The Giants come in on a five-game winning streak. They swept the Reds on the road in four games. But oddly enough, uh, the Giants have been hitting better away rather than home this season. It is a tough park to hit in, but still, uh, the Giants against righties the last 15 days have been pretty solid, 754 OPS, which is ninth best in the big leagues. The Dodgers haven't been that great against lefties this whole season, 23rd worst. But the last two weeks, they got a 771 OPS versus lefties, which is fifth best in the big leagues. Now, Alex Wood, the former Dodgers, seeking to get revenge against his old club. He has been a beast this season, 5-0, 1.75 ERA, 2.89 XFIP, and a whip of .94. Wood has been fantastic. Now you're getting Trevor Bauer, the righty on the other side, who has had his tough moments, but overall still solid, 4-2, with a 2.20 ERA, a 3.10 XFIP, and a whip of .75. It would seem that the Dodgers here would be the play because you're getting them at a relatively low price than you typically would with Los Angeles, but the Giants have been so hot. Wood has been great, and you have that revenge game angle that overall I'm not going to be touching this, but I think if I was doing anything... You look at the angle of the Dodgers here. You know, take advantage of them having a shorter price, and I get it, that dogs have been doing so well, especially a team like the Giants. But more importantly as well, look at these bullpen ERAs. When we had Steve Mackinan on, he alluded to that being such a big factor, and it really is because these bullpens are so hard to trust. Dodgers have a 3.48 bullpen ERA. The Giants on the other side, 4.29 bullpen ERA. So if for some reason, Wood can't go as deep as they want him to, you got to trust the Dodgers bullpen a little bit more just based off that ERA that we've seen this season. And look, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They finally kind of caught their win. They're on a nice little hot streak as well. So a little bit of a lean toward the Dodgers, but that's going to be a fun one. So we're seeing Trevor Bauer going against former Dodger Alex Wood. All right, enough of baseball talk. Let's bring it back to the NBA, folks. A playing game to look forward to and the rest of the postseason this weekend. Let's talk with Steve Cerruti of The Ringer next. See if he has any leans, analysis, and more on the hardwood next on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boost on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid. Ready participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program to get a hold of the daily hometown discounts. Once again, check it out. BetRivers.com. Wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network at VEASAN Live is where you can follow VEASAN on the tweets. Time to talk some more NBA. Danny Burke live out of the Bet River Sportsbook as the fans are in the seats getting ready for this playing game between the Grizzlies and the Warriors, as are we. So let's throw it out to Steve Cerruti. does a great job covering the association over at The Ringer, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Cerruti. So, Steve, the Grizzlies and Warriors tonight, the Warriors opened up about minus three and a half on the spread. Now they're up to minus five. The total is dipped from about 224, now even further down to 220 and a half. What's the story in this game? Who are you leaning toward? And, you know, if you're betting anything in this one, which way are you leaning? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Danny. What's going on? Um, yeah, excited for the game, obviously. You know, I think, uh, I think we all kind of expected this 
uh, to be the, the sort of like eight nine West deal. I think we you know expected obviously Memphis to win against the Spurs. You know, got a little hairy at the end, and probably expected the Lakers ultimately to win as a seven seed. Um, I kind of see this going a little bit the way the previous matchup went. I think you know the Warriors are. Uh, it's just going to be hard for the, the Grizzlies to stop Steph Curry, and I think ultimately it's going to be. Uh, going to be hard for John Moran. I think it's a young Grizzlies team. I'm not sure if they're ready for this kind of stage yet. Um, and I think, I think obviously, Steph is. And a, you, know, you can say the same about the Warriors, too. There's a lot of guys on that stage that are, haven't really been in, in a lot of the big Warriors games in the past couple of years. But I think with Steph's kind of deal, and, and even Wiggins playing much better, Draymond Green, I, I, I certainly expect the Warriors to win tonight. Obviously, um, I, I think the line is kind of interesting. I, I might lean Grizzlies there because I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. But I actually do like the under tonight as well. I think uh, I think the only way for the Grizzlies to take this thing is if they really muck it up and get up in, in, into Steph's sort of grill and make it hard for him. So I could see it going under tonight, but I do expect the Warriors to win. Now, assuming like you're saying, and, and I'm in that boat with you as well, that the Warriors do get the job done, how do you think they fare in this first round? Could they actually make it a little bit longer of a series than most people might expect? Or do you think because of these two tough playing games, that may exhaust them in the first couple of games? Yeah, I think that's going to catch up to them. I mean, specifically, because you know it's they're they're so reliant on Steph, and you know for Steph to, to be expected to kind of carry this team and be what is a, obviously a really really good jazz team, obviously the one seed. Um, and you know obviously anything can happen. I mean three balls kind of the ultimate equalizer, right? I mean if Steph gets hot for four games, like anything can happen. I don't really expect that to go down. I think you know I think people are looking for excuses to pick against a team like the Jazz just because they don't probably don't believe in them as much and maybe haven't lost them as much, but. Um, it'll be an interesting series. I think the Warriors can, can get out a couple of games, but I really don't see them being a real threat to knock the Jazz off in that series. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. Could be a fun one, but realistically, the Jazz should have their number. Uh, let's look at another team in the Western Conference, a team that did defeat the Warriors, being the Lakers. Now, what's interesting about this matchup, the Lakers are the favorite in the series, but they were up minus 250 to win the series. Now they're minus 180. The Suns were plus 190. Now they're plus 140. And what's odd enough, too, I, the Suns are the favorite in game one to win. And I guess that's odd because, you know, the Lakers are, they were the big favorite to win the series. But Phoenix opened three and a half as a favorite, dipped down to two and a half. And we know the narrative of LeBron not playing as well in those first round matchups. But to me, the playing game was almost like that first game for him in the postseason. And it seems like any time you get LeBron as a dog in the first round of the postseason, it, that just seems hard to pass up. No, you're, you're right. I, I actually do understand why they would be, why the Lakers would be the underdog here. I mean, everyone's basically been saying that the Suns are going to lose the series, right? Like, oh, they got no chance. It sucks they went up against LeBron and the Lakers, which it actually really is a bummer because I, I honestly think the Suns could win the West just if they didn't have to play the Lakers. But unfortunately, they do. And I just think it's a matchup nightmare for Phoenix. Um, but I actually could see Phoenix winning this first game. I'm not surprised. I mean, LeBron has dropped game ones in, in, in history, in his history. Um, they're kind of still trying to figure it out. I mean, the Lakers, like, you know, LeBron's still trying to get fully healthy. You know, who knows? Obviously, he, he got hit in the face the other night and was joking about maybe wearing an eye patch. But even some of the lingering injuries that he's had, he and Anthony Davis, like, the whole team just doesn't seem firing at full cylinder right now. So I could see the Suns coming in there hyped up game one, kind of, you know, up against the world, even though they're the two seed, and, and winning that game. But ultimately, over the course of the seven-game series, I, this is just, there's just too much size. The Lakers have way too much size for this Suns team. And, you know, I, as much as I love Chris Paul, um, and it, it's going to be he's probably going to get the whole, you know, Chris Paul can't win in the playoffs and goes out in the first round as a two seed, which isn't going to be fair, but that's probably going to be the narrative. Um, I, I just cannot see the Suns. I mean, this, I think the best case scenario for the Suns is against the seven, but I could see the Lakers winning it in six, even, even if they drop game one. 
Yeah, for sure. And with that being said, you know, if you're on that same kind of thought process, you can get a better series price, realistically, you would assume, with the Lakers. If they drop round one, or excuse me, if they drop game one and you still imagine they win the series, you could get a better price after that. So maybe better to have a little bit of patience and wait for those updated series prices. And you're right. I mean, it, I mean, the playing game was so fun, and personally, I'm a fan of it. But you're right. Sometimes I guess he kind of gets screwed if you're the Suns in this situation. One team was inevitably going to whoever was going to be matched up with the Lakers, and the Suns are such a fun team to watch. We'll see how deep they can take them. But I guess with that being said as well, I mean, do you think the Lakers have enough to take it into a deep run? Because this West is going to be a tough conference to go through. And in my opinion, you know, I kind of trust the Clippers a little bit more so, and they have a favorable first-round matchup. I mean, bless you, Danny. I, I, just, I just don't trust the Clippers. I don't. And I know they played better as of recently. Um, but I just can't get last year out of my head. I really can't. They, they've just never looked right to me. You know, and I know they've got – they played much better, especially on the defensive end at the end of the season. Um, you know, Paul George came alive a little bit. You know, I didn't love them ducking the Lakers because I just feel like, you know, I know a lot of people have said this. You know, hey, you know, we're, we're coming here to own L.A. and we're going to take, you know, some of the Lakers shine away. And then you duck them in the first round. I understand, like, the thought process behind it, but I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of a weird move to me. And, uh, but but I, I, I believe in the Lakers more than I do the Clippers. And, you know, I, I don't think the Clippers are in jeopardy in that first round against uh, – against Dallas because I just think that the maps are too banged up. But after that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing the Clippers for, I'm not even guaranteeing that we get a Clippers Lakers Western conference final. So um, I, I have much more belief in the Lakers. Ultimately that they'll figure this thing out. And, you know, I think it's funny that, you know, I think was it LeBron said a couple of the Lakers guys have said that this would be like the hardest, you know, run through any, uh, any championship in the history of the NBA, you know, especially for a reigning champion. I think that's, that's kind of true, but it's also not, I mean, yeah, the the Suns are, are a really good team, but historically, I don't I don't know how amazing they are. Uh, they're they're a good team. I wouldn't say they're a great team. And you know, if they end up matching up second round, you know, what is that? Denver and uh, Denver or Portland, and then you know they could play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. They could not. Or they could play the Jazz. So I don't look at this as the gauntlet that some other people, including LeBron, may think of it as. It would be really difficult, obviously, because they had to play in the play-in. But I still think, you know, I still have them coming out of the West. I just think I, I'm not going to bet on anyone else other than LeBron and AD because they're the best duo in the league. All right, well, let's take a look at the Eastern Conference then. The Brooklyn Nets, a prohibitive favorite to come out of that conference. And look, this Nets team, yes, they have three studs on their squad, but that could be the case of unfamiliarity and how that may translate into the postseason. That's not to say that I think they're going to have struggles in their first-round matchup. But further along in the Eastern Conference playoffs, who do you think may give the Nets a little bit more trouble? Who do they least want to see? Is it maybe the Bucks or the 76ers or maybe even another squad? Um, I, I think it's probably the Sixers, um, although I do like the Bucks. I think the Bucks are, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, on the trendy sort of heat pick again because of what happened last year. I, I, I think the Bucks win that series, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat won, but I have the Bucks in that series. Um, but I, I do think this Philadelphia size is probably the biggest issue that can come up against Brooklyn. You know, they don't really have anybody to, to really match up. Against. I mean, not that many people, not many teams do, but they don't really have somebody to go up against Embiid. And they do have some of the perimeter defenders that I think at least could give guys like Kyrie and Harden a little bit of trouble. I mean, really, there's really nobody to guard, to guard, to guard KD necessarily. But I, I kind of feel like Philly is built the right way. I, I just don't know if I trust Philly. Again, I know, I know one seed, you know, they want to make everyone into believers this year and, and that th things are different than what happened last year. I just, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time trusting them. I know, like, obviously, you know, the guy I worked with at Brasillo did pick the six. It looks like we may have dropped Steve there. Oh, okay. we got you, Steve. Sorry, we dropped you out for a second. 
it looks like he may be having a little bit tough time with Steve. But basically what he was getting to with that part is, look, the Sixers, a lot of people have picked to come out of the Eastern Conference, and that's basically the same way I felt about it. I mean, we took a flyer on them at plus 440. This Nets team still is so dominant, but I agree with Steve. Look, the Sixers team is going to give them the hardest matchup, in my opinion, just based on, on who could guard who. So if it gets to that point, look, the Sixers are going to be the toughest matchup. Yes, the Bucks are maybe getting a little bit more underrated than they should be, but the Sixers match up fairly well. And Steve, uh, if we got you back here, yeah, finish your point a little bit more. So about, oh, sorry, so we don't have Steve, but uh, like you were saying again, the Sixers plus 440 is what we got them at. Three to one is where they are now to win the Eastern Conference. I don't know if it's worth the play right now. I'm sitting a little bit more comfortable, of course, with that plus 440. If you're looking to bet the East, though, as of this point, I think now you just kind of wait. See how this first round plays out a little bit. But again, you know, the angle that we went with was looking at, you know, number of games played. And we did that with the Celtics and with the Nets. And we did the under five and a half games played in that series. So those are those type of unique angles that you can kind of circle out. And that's the great part about sports gambling being legalized more so throughout the country and having all these different books because you get the different bets that you typically wouldn't from people, you know, who are betting with their bookie. You're out in Las Vegas, a little bit more old school. That's the unique and fun thing about it. And it's new territory for everybody. So you can take advantage of these unfamiliar markets. That's the great part about it right now. And that's what we're hoping when we're doing the under five and a half for the Celtics and the Nets at minus 167. So that's the one bet we have, not only for this weekend, but obviously a little bit farther down uh, with that series. But if you missed it earlier, the other bet that we're rolling with tonight for that playing game with the Warriors and the Grizzlies head-to-head -head matchup, who is going to score more, Andrew Wiggins or Ja Morant? Sorry, Ja, but I'm going with Andrew Wiggins. I've given Wiggins a lot of grief throughout his career and even before he got drafted, but I'm thinking he scores more than Ja Morant tonight. He's got to. He's got to be the number two guy. I think he scores more, and I think the Warriors get the dub. Best of luck if you tail, as always. Big thanks to Steve Cerruti for hopping on, and big thanks to Dom Luschishin talking some hockey. Enjoy your weekend full of playoff action. We'll catch up again Monday right here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced Bring it every rivalry every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 